Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 101 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the fifth chapter of Matthew today and our focus is on the fact that Jesus calls his followers the light of the world. So I want to welcome new listeners from Accra, Ghana, Karachi, Pakistan, Bavaria, Germany, Bihar, India, Los Angeles, California, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Thank you all for listening. The goal of the show is to get you and I involved in daily Bible listening, obeying, and following. So please do consider sharing the show with your friends and family on social media. If this is a 10-minute podcast, at least in theory. I do know yesterday's podcast was about three minutes too long, but it's meant to be 10 minutes. It's in my heart that it's 10 minutes. And the thing is, we're reading the Sermon on the Mount today. There's no way we can cover the Sermon on the Mount uh, in 10 minutes, not in a thousand minutes. So we're going to focus on just one truth from the most famous and beautiful sermon in history Today, we're going to focus on light and grapple with the most important question, who is the light of the world? So what is the first thing God created? Well, Genesis 1-2 tells us, The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. So if we go back to the beginning of all creation, we find a father who is concerned with creating light. His first creation, mentioned in Genesis, was light. And his first pronouncement about that first creation was that light was good. But God also created people. And his people, unfortunately, often chose darkness over light, says the word of God, because their deeds were evil. But, and a greater but, Isaiah 9 foretells that hope is coming, a hope in the form of light. Isaiah 9, 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. Indeed, that light appeared and it was Jesus, the light of the world. God's purpose in creating light and his purpose in raising up a man in whom he would bless all the nations of the earth became whole and complete in Jesus. Jesus, who was the light of the world, says John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus was the light of the world. But then he says this amazing thing in our passage today, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we see that it's possible. Indeed, it's a mandate for you and I, followers of Jesus, to shine brightly. Jesus also said this of his cousin John, John the Baptist, the forerunner, John 5.35. Jesus says, John was a burning and shining lamp, and for a time you were willing to enjoy his light. Jesus says it to his disciples in John 12, 36. 
while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. Paul exhorted Christians in Ephesians 5.8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, discerning what is pleasing to the Lord. So here it is. God is the Father of lights and the Creator of lights. The first created thing that we know of, he that he called good. He sent his son, Jesus, to be the light of the world, and he was. His son appointed his followers to be the lights of the world. And that is our key truth for the day to think about. Jesus has called us and equipped us to be his shining lights in a world that is dark. So let's read our passage, the Sermon on the Mount, and revel in the wonderful truths presented there. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Don't think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder. And whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. And whoever says you fool will be subject to hellfire. So if you are offering your gift on the altar and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on your way with him to the court, or your adversary will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery, but I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. 
It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce, but I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in a case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven, because it is God's throne, or by the earth, because it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, because you cannot make a single hair white or black, but let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So, take a deep breath. There's so much truth in that one chapter. It's almost mind-blowing. Well, let's just focus in on the one. What does it practically mean that we are the light of the world? Even with that one truth, we can't even begin to cover the totality of it today, but we can get a small taste of it from Paul, who does give us a glimpse into the reality of being lights in Philippians 2, 13 through 16. He says, it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Hold firmly to the message of life. So as followers of Jesus, friends, we are called to be a lighthouse. Grumbling and complaining dim that light, which is meant to shine out of us like stars in the sky. So let's close with our verse of the month, James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I am grateful for that. Amen. God bless you, friends. Good day and Godspeed.